You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I dropped an amazing episode with Dom Grimao of The Last Felony, Ion Dissonance, and Cryptopsy. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! Making Waves. Brandon, Chris, how are you guys? You good? Everything good? Life good? Good, man. Good to see you guys. Um, you too, I was, man. I was really searching for a joke about beating off the bills, uh, you know, but I couldn't. I couldn't land on one, so I kept my mouth shut. Yeah, only hills hills it, all, made me smile. So only yeah, has a lot stuff. of a lot of guys <laughs> named Bill. You know what I mean? That's all I could think about. I don't know. Buffalo Bill, yeah. Buffalo. Oh yeah, dude. Have you have you seen have you ever seen Buffalo sixty six? Yeah, the no, movie. No, no. You got to watch that, dude. It's about the basically how the Bills got in the Super Bowls over and over, and their kicker kept missing like field goals and extra points to help them win. And it's a who? What's the name? Vincent Gallo. Vincent Gallo. Yeah, yeah. That dude I, is fucking whack. Why do we but have to awesome. see his penis? Be, uh, that's the only thing I like. Why would you? In the, yeah, he's made the three movies, and every one of them he gets a blowjob from like some. And you see Chris, his penis. Christina Ritchie, <laughs> like, I think Christina Ritchie in that one gave him one. Yeah. <laughs> it's like uh, William Defoe. He had I forget what movie it was, but he had to have a a dick, the, uh, a stunt dick because his cock is too big. Like it was, it's <laughs> abnormally big. Oh, yeah, yeah dude, I know what, there was. What, what was that one? What was the name of that movie, dude? It was it was it Nympho? Was it where the you comes blood? Yeah, is that the one where he like fucked a tree? I, oh, I don't know, but there's a scene where he like he fucking comes blood or something. It, it's it's a cannibal yeah. corpse video. That's a cannibal. <laughs> video. Hey, yeah, <laughs> cannibal corpse. I, they don't like us anymore. I don't know that they ever liked us, but for uh, it was um, what was it? April Fool's Day last year. Uh, our sound guy had their backdrop because he had to, he left it somewhere and we were playing that venue and we picked it up and we, we used their backdrop and um, yeah. So everyone was tagging them and shit. And it was like our awesome. April fool's joke. Yeah. yeah. And they fucking did not think it was funny at all. And they, they fired the, our sound guy and it was a, it's a whole thing. <laughs> oh my God. You did, you, you, hey man, you did him a solid. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if they have a grudge against this or not, but it, it was funny. It's a great fucking story, if it, even if it's not true, dude. It's, run with it. It's fucking <laughs> the best. The only thing better would be like if fucking Morbid Angel hated you for whatever reason. I or don't Danny give a Filth? shit who hates me anymore. That, <laughs> oh, they, we went bar with Danny Phil. That's Did a true story. You? Yeah. Really? Let's no, talk about that on the, on the pod. He's, he's a dude. Like, all he did was ride around on his skateboard and just go to who is, who is this Danny Phil. Danny Phil oh god damn that's awesome yeah we gotta talk <laughs> about this on are we are we started do we start this thing yeah I think it's yeah it's recording dude it's all good cool. well hey <laughs> let me let me do it let me do a soft intro so yeah. uh episode 120 of uh making ways first one of 2024 uh welcome back to the guys from uh from crowbot Brandon and Chris thanks guys appreciate you coming back Listen, uh, welcome back to the show, and obviously, welcome back to the cruise once again. Uh, we're stoked to have you guys back. It feels like old, old school reunion when you guys are on there. So, thanks for making time for both this and that coming up. Cool. Yeah, we we are so <laughs> pumped, dude. Um, at, like I, uh, I just tattooed Anthony. I don't know you, if you guys know Anthony Stevenson. I know uh, you do, Chad. Yeah, there's no yeah. way you don't know Anthony. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He runs. Yeah, Come and take it. He runs. Come yeah. and take it. But, yeah, uh, awesome. yeah, I yeah, tattooed. Yeah. I tattooed him like 
two days ago, and he's going to be on the boat. And then last week, I tattooed Joey from Unloco, and uh, he's going to be on the boat with his brother. And yeah. dude, it's going to be like all our best friends that and, dude, no, and so many Anthony, people that we've toured dude, with. Is Anthony with Fire from the Gods? Is that who's managing? Yep. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah he yeah, fucking dude. he left us. He left us because we can't pay him. <laughs> He stopped working for fucking Cheetos. You know, he stopped working for Cheetos. <laughs> What's wrong with Cheetos, dude? You know, Cheetos are awesome. It, nothing, nothing. Yeah, he just he, he has a family. So, oh yeah, flaming oh, well, hot. But we, <laughs> dude, we have so many fucking hilarious stories with that guy. Torn with that guy. He's literally uh, like one one of the most fun people to tour with. I miss torn with him so much, man. Like Fire from the Gods. They're very lucky to have him. Yeah, he's a fucking. So we used to have uh, um, van dance parties every night when uh, Brandon would have to drive because he'd be the only sober one, and we would just fucking play nineties hip hop, and like me and him would just fucking like dance and get down. It was a lot of fun. And then he broke his collarbone one time, or dislocated his shoulder because he he fell. He 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 passed out on a. On a fu- he was sleeping on a cooler, and then someone slammed on the brakes, and he like dislocated his shoulder. It was a whole thing, like on your tour. Yeah, yeah, like oh no, uh, it was like near the no, it was like halfway through the tour. He had to do the rest of it, sell merch in a sling. <laughs> oh man, that's just one story. <laughs> well, at least he could say he was slinging merch. <laughs> Oh yeah, oh, he was so. he was slinging it all right. <laughs> did you get it? Did you get him at least a dolly, or do you have to fucking chuck those fuckers in there one handed or what? No, no, he's he's a fucking worker bee, dude. Like he didn't ask for help for shit. I, I think because he's so short, he's lived life like just figuring it out, you know. Yeah. And he continued to do so because <laughs> he's so short. <laughs> oh damn, man! Yeah, we're, we're the fucking we're yeah anti dwarf. So we're what's going to be a hard one for him? Anyway, yeah. yeah, dude. So, guys, you guys, uh, last thing you put out recorded wise, I believe, is Black Cat single, and feel this was the full length. So, are you guys working on new material, or are we gonna are we gonna hear any new things coming up? Um, well, yeah, we're recording now. Um, oh, and sweet. I don't know, Brandon. Are we gonna play? Uh, are we are we gonna play any new stuff? What do you think on the boat? Man, we we should. That's kind of our. Our MO is to play shit before we supposed to play it. Ancient Druid Crown. Yeah. I think we should do that one. That's probably gonna be the first song released. I, I don't know if it, you know, don't quote me on it, but we're uh we're off of mascot and we're we're going about this ourselves finally. So we are in charge of our own destinies and we That's can good. make our yeah, and we're yeah, super is. pumped and we're fucking writing some heavy ass shit. I'm fucking stoked to hear it. I'm stoked to stoked to hear about the trials and tribulations uh, of that space. I don't know what you can talk about, but I'm happy that you're you guys are doing it. We can the way we can do, we can talk about whatever. No, no one's gonna NBA's say shit anymore. <laughs> Did uh, so was was the was the split was the split uh, was it was it is it like a mutual decision or was there just a little <laughs> any dirt you want to give us? No, no, nothing's all good. No, food. no. I mean, I think no. I mean, it was one of those things where a a band like us, uh, you know, we it was time that we venture out on our own, you know. Um, okay. And I, I don't know if if they wanted to keep us or not, but we were able to to not um, stay right. with with mascot, and we love everyone there, you know. Mm-hmm. We wish them well, but you know, I think that um, they want. A, a sure thing for a radio band and we just don't want to be that anymore you know and we don't want to try we don't want to try to appease that for, for just for them because that's not what we necessarily want i mean if it does happen it'll be organically and awesome and we're all about like getting our shit played on the radio but that's not the most important thing to us sure sure and they're um, they're like a radio be, radio know. yeah it's they're a radio centric label you know, in my eyes, you know. But what is radio these days? It's not terrestrial ninety six point two. It's what is it? It's is it they want you to get stuff on octane? I mean, what are they looking for? Uh I think it's sort of uh, you know, their idea of active you know, 
mascot in general. I think they're, uh, it's their, what they think active rock radio is, but it's, it's so ever evolving that no one knows what it is now. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know what I mean? Like, right. It, we would be fit into what they think the path of least, uh, resistance would be, um, which is, you know, might not work anymore. I don't, I don't know, but it's, you know, it's time for us to try something different. Yeah. Dude, you'd be constantly just chasing at that point. That's no fun. Yeah. That's not fun. <clears throat> yeah yeah i mean i've known you guys for a long time toured with you many times i know where where you're you know i know where you're i know i know the industry and i know where your hearts are and i know what you're what you're meant to do and what you're capable of doing and where you're capable of going with it so to know that you have a free form like sort of arena for all of that and a platform to really like do it the way that you guys have always intended to do it um is super dope fucking encouraging for every other band that you've you've uh, you know paved the way for in this in spaces like this i mean you're you're a highly sought after human beings to be on tour with people really respect you and look up to you so it's not like that space is going to change but ultimately what you're able to do with your product on that in that space while you're out there you know pounding the pavement doing whatever it is that you need to do is your destiny to build instead of somebody else's like, Hey, you got to do this or Hey, don't forget you, you promised this program director, this or blah, blah, blah. You can make your own pivots uh, real time instead of waiting for other motherfuckers to tell you that you can't do it. So kudos. Fuck yeah. And you know what? We've met a lot of really cool people though, along the way. Doing oh yeah. Radio circuit. You know, uh-huh. AO is still doing a great thing out there. Terry Carr in Jersey, uh, you know, yeah, we, some of these people are people that we hope to continue to have these relationships with and, and at, uh, you know, not at the, um, you know, sacrifice of who we are as individuals. And, and listen, we've, we've did great things under mascot. You know, they, they worked their asses off, got our single to, to number 10. I mean, I just, I can't believe that, that we did that and they helped us do that. So, uh, we're always thankful. For what they've what they've done for our careers and what they've helped us do, but uh, I just think we're we're at a different point. You know, we're we're you know it, getting getting into the the next chapter of our lives, and and we've we've been thankful enough to gain a, a fan base that cares about us no matter what we do, and they just uh, from what we're hearing, they just want to hear the old crowbot again, and we just want to we just want to put out the old crowbot kind of stuff. So that's where we're at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And I think we're, we're like growing as like a, just as musicians, just, you know, having new interests and like, you know, Dan, our our drummer, he's he's been with us for a while now, but he is more of a metal drummer, you know, and we play to his strengths as we all play to all of our strengths in the band. And like, it's just a naturally heavier progression. Um, And it's done in, in our own way. And, you know, it's just, we don't want to try to force anything. You know what I mean? Like we're, we're going to make this shit that we think is awesome and that we're all super pumped about and wherever that lands, whatever market people like that, it's, you know, it is what it is. You know, I don't think, you know, pushing in a certain direction for any sort of thing is ever a good idea. We just, we want to, we're, we're able to just follow, follow uh, the excitement. You know what I mean? That's, that's always the most fun. Yeah. Yeah, there's yeah. uh there's chapters in artist's life they need to kind of follow. I mean, you guys are in that next chapter and stuff like that. You mentioned something about uh, you know the, we're talking about chapters. What do you guys? What's life like outside of your music lives? What do you What do you guys do? I'm always curious on what people do because sometimes I know and sometimes I don't know. So, what do you guys do away from the music scene? Brandon, what do you do? I'm a dad. Do do, first, yeah. first, I'm a dad. Uh, got a newborn at home. Little, little congratulations congrats, congrats man. that's awesome thank you little baby archer he is two weeks old Ash, uh, sunday was his actual due date but he came like two and a half weeks early um but yeah i you know i just kind of just kind of live life i'm i'm i've been dabbling in real estate too i i really love that i think that's a uh something else that i really enjoy to do um and you know is that private is that 
is that private and commercial property or everything, everything, anything in Pennsylvania. See, that's what I, I love, to- man. I, I love that idea. I love the idea that, you know, people can go away from this kind of chaotic life or what people envision is, is music and a touring entity. And then you can go, you know, I've got, I, I like doing this. I like dabbling in this. I, I'm, I'm fully committed to real estate. That's, it's, it's super interesting. It makes people, it broadens people's interest in what you are and what, who you are as people, right? Yeah. Well, rock and roll doesn't pay the bills, unfortunately. <laughs> no, uh, you know. <laughs> I, I wanted to mention before we we uh, step away from the father thing, man. I I was watching some of your videos with your daughter today, the PMA, uh, the daily mind positive mindset stuff that you have going on. You're yeah. a fucking great dad, and oh, not only do I can do I see like how much you genuinely fucking love <laughs> your daughter and your your newborn, your child, but like you're very good at presenting teaching mobile moments to people. So I, I, I watched like six videos and I was like, this dude's, this dude's gotta be uh, uh, writing children's books or like, you know, doing, doing YouTube um, l- lessons of some sort because you're, you're very good at it. I just wanted oh, to say that. Thank you. Well, listen, I say this all the time. I need it as much as uh, my, my kids do, uh, you know, cause it's a crazy world out there and you know, you got to stay positive. And I just woke up one day and I was like, you know what? If, if social media is going to make me post things to, to run a business, I'm going to post the most positive shit out there because I know, you know, we're coming into election year and things are going to get crazy and negative and everybody's going to be battling each other with their opinions. And, you know, what it all matters to at the end of the day is that we're all in this together. And, you know, if we can't stay positive, and enjoy life and, and wake up and just be thankful that we're here to, to be able to breathe another day, then what is it all for? You know, and that's, that's what always gravitated me towards music in, in the first place. It was always my sanctuary. It was always the one place that I could go to get away from everything else, to get away from, away from the world, away from, uh, you know, opinions or the way people think that I should be or the way I should dress. And, you know, it's the, it's a space where I can just be myself. And I try to teach that to my children. It's, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't matter who you are. I'm going to help you and prop you up to be the best version of of yourself. And I'm going to try to give you the tools to get through life that nobody else is going to teach you. Like, you know, everybody wants us to be sick and broken nowadays because it's just, it it's worth more to them. And, And I think it's just a, it's a sad reality. And, and I'm just, you know, I'm just trying to sprinkle a little bit of positivity. You know, that's it. Yeah, dude, it's empowering to like help people stop being victims of their own discourse or whatever. But it's funny you mentioned music. We all, I think we all gravitated to music to kind of find our tribe and to kind of be open. But, you know, I always have, it's like anything, anything good, criticism and judgment and gatekeepers creep in and then start fucking with that. I'm like, Thankfully, though, you slowly see that stuff seep away, you know, as bands cross over into certain things and it kind of blurs the lines. Right. So it's uh, yeah. At the end of the day, it's just an endurance test. You hang around the positive good people hang around long enough. The other ones just kind of fade away. Right. You're only good as good as the five people that you surround yourself with. And I think that's exactly right. Yeah. Now, Chris, obviously you're doing like you're what? I'm sorry. What? He's doing what? Uh, I was. I just wanted to say that Brandon is like rock and roll blues clues. <laughs> That's exactly what I was. I was like, <laughs> and, and, and you know what, man? The truth of the matter is, have you watched Brandon? Have you watched the Wiggles documentary? No, no. Watch it, dude. It. Watch it. It's because you know what? There's a there's a space available for someone who's a rocker that can kind of move into that child. Uh, kind of rearing kind of child development music thing path and the story of being a rock and roller and kind of moving into that yeah is there's this huge space that so thought you would kind of like one of those ideas where you go this sounds kind of crazy until you do it yeah so I'll the blues clues is a good <laughs> that's a good that's a good pivot man that's a really good because now you're a dad that's your number one goal right being a good dad and you know what I'm gonna help others be good parents and good dads and show them that it's fun and nothing's funner than watching kids dance around because they have no coordination yet. It's a lot of, it's a hoot. And there's so much innocence and it just, you know, it kind of takes you back to those moments in time. And, and, you know, I'm 35 years old and I forget about those moments when it was just like yeah. the world is just as too big of a place to even really bother with 
anything outside of, you know, who you are as a child and that innocence is just, you know, something I wanted them to hold on to as long as they can. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Chris, uh, you're tattooing. Uh, is that your, is that your, is that your occupation? Do you have a shop or what do you have going on? Yeah. I, uh, me and my wife Kira both tattoo and really? uh, family play, affair. We, nice. Yeah. Yeah. She, we've both been tattooing for a long time. I mean, oh, shit, okay. almost 50, almost 15 years for me, man. And we, uh, we rent a booth at a uh, dovetail tattoo. Our, our good friends own that shop. It's, you know, it's nice for us to be able to make, make our own, uh, you know, schedule and come and go as we please, especially with touring and stuff. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, man, uh, that, that's what I, that's what I do. And I, 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 uh, it's a passion of mine. That's my new dog. His name's Tony. He likes to fucking bark his ass off. Um, yeah, dog. his name's Tony. His his original name was Taquito, and then they the rescue changed it to Tony, and we we didn't want to change it again, so we just yeah. kept Tony. Dude, human uh, names but, for dogs are always the best, man. Human names for dogs they just rule. Yeah, Tony Baloney. You know? Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I I tattoo. It's, I, it's okay. a passion of mine, and like uh, it's nice to us. Uh, part of me is like, man. If I just picked one, like tattoos or music, and I, I would be, I feel like I would be farther along. You know, I, you know, I feel like it does. One suffers a little bit, but you know mm-hmm. what? It's it helps me fight the burnout that I see a lot of uh, my professional friends in both sides have. And uh, yeah, because when I when I go on tour and I have like a month break, six weeks break. I come back and I'm invigorated to tattoo again and vice versa. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I'm, I'm grateful for that. I, I, more than anything, I'm just, a, I am full on addicted to just being creative and, and like, and like having that self-fulfillment of making something you are utterly uh, proud of. And I, that's the best drug in the world for me. It's like playing, playing a show and, or, or writing a song guitar or making a, making this big badass tattoo uh, you know a, a big sleeve from nothing you know um so yeah that's that's what uh get makes me come hard <laughs> god it's come blood dude it's so funny being of a certain age and when tattoos first started kind of they started kind of coming back strong I probably late eighties and started kind of moving that way when it, it, now it's a thing, right? It's corporate world. It's everywhere. Is it still, is it still a growing thing to you? Are you, are you still seeing people oh, like, that are new to it or, or yeah. apprehensive you know, about I it? I mean, think, I'm always curious about it. Well, there's a million, there's a million tattooers now mm. and it's very different uh, from what it used to be. I don't want to be that old guy that's talking shit, but you know, the one thing that I can say is like now there there's a lot of tattooers that do a lot of the things that I don't want to do. So that's, that's the best thing of it. Right. Like, like if there's some shit that I just am not into, there's a million tattooers that specialize in that stuff. So being honed in on what you want to be as a tattooer um, really, really helps if you are good and you work hard and you love your craft people will come to you and want to get tattooed. I mean, I like from the get go, the idea was that I want to be able to tattoo crowbot fans. I want to be able to tattoo fans of music. I want people to come to me because I'm a, I'm a good artist and they like my art, but I want like-minded people to come to me so I can share that space and that time with people that I love. Like this, yeah. this past week I had two crowbot fans fly in and it was, it was awesome. Like we, we listened to some new demos. I like, we shot the shit and it it was fulfilling for both of us. And uh, I, I'm just so grateful when I'm able to do that. I tattooed uh, Chad. I, I fucking gave him the old, let's see it. <laughs> I got my Simpson socks on, but yeah. Yeah, dude. We did that at the Q&Z Expo in the uh, <laughs> fucking did, <laughs> green room. Yeah. Is that still a, is that a still a place or is, did they close it? I don't know. Uh, you'd probably be. You'd probably have sniffed that. Uh, yes, it is. I do know it is. It, it made yeah. it through the pandemic. Somebody, somebody mentioned that. So I don't know if oh, after Peggy. the past couple of years. But we got to go back well, and tattoo some more stuff. 
Yeah, dude. You know but what? Uh, I think on the next bundle, the guys next time release, you guys for your bundle for like your album bundle. You know, people t-shirts like they either could get t, or they could get a session with you, or they could get a low finance interest rate with with Brandon. Allegedly, that's amazing. Are you doing a lot of road work uh, still, Chris? When you, like in the last couple of tours Which you guys been on? No, so yeah. uh, I try not I, because, like, when Crowbot tours, it's so lean. Like, we really yeah. try not to have off days, and um, it's there's always a lot of driving and stuff. And yeah. so if there is an off day, uh, we're, we're usually driving and like, it doesn't feel right to have like five other guys waiting on you while you're making money and no one else is, you know? So yeah. yeah and more than anything, like if I'm in it, go to a town where I know some friends that tattoo, I'll stop by their shop if I have time or, or just go to a shop and get a small tattoo or just to, like, you know, or I'll trade tattoos with someone quick, like during the day, but I never try to like plan anything. It's just, it's just too much, you know? Absolutely. I, I couldn't imagine like, Hey, pairing around all of the equipment that you would need and, you know, not to mention the finding the sanitary spaces, yada, yada. Yeah, but. I did. I did do a, we, we toured with Steel Panther and I did a full back piece on sticks on Darren. Dude, you did not. What, what, what did you get? Was it a was it a picture of Jack Nicholas or what was it? <laughs> I wish. Uh, no, that it was awesome. A full, it was a Japanese snake uh, weaving around bamboo with like wind bars behind it. But yeah, we did. I think four four hour sessions, uh, four yeah. or five. And yeah, dude, he fucking sat like a champ. I can't. I can, can't believe we like finished it. To be honest, but. Yeah, did you did you play on those days and he play on those days too or those off days? Yeah, we we usually did it show days. Yeah, so we would but we I would get up super early. We would do it in the green room uh, for four or five hours, and then yeah, he would play. I would I would derm him, and uh, he would play every every time. Man, kudos to him. It was fucking your wrist though too. I imagine that's got to be a my wrists are fucked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're already like i mean from guitar and tattooing like that's the one thing that i do feel like carpal tunnel-y um that's the first thing that i'm feeling like as i'm starting to get older is my wrists yeah, yeah. hey uh brandon total different man are you gonna come out with some elaborate outfits on this on this voyage oh yeah absolutely always, always. <laughs> the gold lame <laughs> I can't give away all my secrets, but okay. I'll tell you, the last cruise I was on, I did a whole set dressed as Macho Man Randy Savage. <laughs> That's <laughs> a shitload of slim jims, dude. I, and I proceeded yeah. to call out Hogan during every song break. And oh, everybody nice. thought I was going to break character at some point during the night, and I did not. <laughs> do you have a costumer do you do you like get fitted like because no. you do have like an elaborate oh every every record cycle too i always like your i always look forward to your guys's press photos because you're fabulous you look oh, so thank you. thank you so do you, no, you, you i was you, a designer in another life uh no okay. I, I do actually my my aunt is a seamstress and she put together one outfit for me but that outfit is so torn up and long gone now i basically every time i'm in austin and, and you know i fly in and to bishop's house and and we practice and and you know do what we need to do before tour i just go to a couple of these places and i just sniff out everything and that i love that none of the women want to buy smells <laughs> 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 like mothballs and it came from grandma's closet because she's since passed and they had the estate sale and nobody bought it so they just dropped it off at this place that's the kind <laughs> of shit that i buy <laughs> the yeah, accordion suitcases yeah at yeah. some point though you're gonna need to go to nashville and get a good old nudie suit dude oh yeah uh fringes I, and everything yeah i'm down listen i'm down uh you know justin hawkins everything he does is you know bowie meets diamond dave i love that yeah. shit. you know yeah. and that's it you know the, the reason i've always done it is because Nobody else is doing that shit. Doing like you know, in the style of music we are. When when Paisley became cool, I'm like, 
all right, that's getting fucking hung up in the closet and never pulled out again. It's just, it's just not, you know, I want to go out there and I want to either make a dick out of myself and make you laugh and wonder like, what, what the fuck's up with this guy? Is he like, you know, what, what's his story? I, you know, I want, I want you to wonder a lot about what's happening on stage. <laughs> Yeah, dude. Well, the front man's supposed to be that guy, right? You're supposed to be that 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 vocal that focal point for that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, listen, hey, if if, if I could get away with wearing spandex and fringe every day of my life, um, I would do it. I just, you know, I, it's it's like Chad. You know, I'm living it here too. It feels like negative eleven out there. Oh, dude. Uh, you know, I I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't be too proud to wear spandex right now outside. Not. <laughs> you retain that do you go to like lucy in the sky or is that what it's called the one in austin oh yeah you go that one's there? great that's uh more of a costume shop right right damn yeah, yeah uh, you're right pavement, i think it i think it closed really? oh no closed yeah they they because the it's on congress and the rent was just too much they, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. they probably just basically sent them out there to rent they can't hang out with the rent it's crazy joe joe rogan got another one huh yeah <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Sorry. I, I mean, I'm a huge comedy fan. I love what's going down going on in general in comedy world over in Austin, but it's it's probably pretty wild to see the influx of all of the things that are going on there, huh, huh Chris? Yeah. It's uh, you know, it has to be approved by the new overlords of Austin, which is Tesla and Elon Musk. Oh yeah, that's right. You know what I mean? Oh, did they, they, did they, they move their offices there? Yeah. Yeah. But SpaceX and, uh, is in McGregor, right? I'm not sure, but they okay. they bought out um, Sound. Uh, we're the place where we used to practice, Brandon. It used to be a place for Austin musicians where you could go rent um, practice spaces, and it was really cheap. And a lot of people had just monthly rented rooms there. And Tesla came and just bought it all out and fucking put uh, put Tesla's showroom there. So for the longest time, no like musicians in Austin didn't have anywhere to practice. There, there's one place now um that's doing it which is thank god but yeah it's like what the fuck man yeah dude that whole scene i went to school there i graduated 91 and i remember just liberty lunch and all that stuff man like the fucking stubs were our uh, emos when it used to be on sixth when it was just a rat nest rat's nest yeah i, I miss i miss that i miss that uh, that area that era of that town <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I still, I love Austin and I, um, I'm not from here, so I'm part of the problem, but I, I, <laughs> I still love it, but it, it is, it is forever changing. Um, for sure. Uh, it's, it's different every year. Yeah. yeah. Dude, the downtown's unrecognizable these days. Completely. Like what happened to the whole, like, what was that area over there by the, by whatever lady, I still call it town Lake, but lady bird Lake. It's like, it used to be like, they have like the container homes and container. What's that area called? Right across Caddy Rainy Corner. From the, that's it. Did they, they, is it even there anymore? No, oh, it's there. Yeah, it's it's just um, a, a lot more bars. Uh, it that's like a the second Sixth Street, you know, or Dirty Six. Oh, yeah. it's all college. There's been a fucking serial killer in Austin, and it, I saw been that on the news. Killing killing people from Rainy Street. So basically, it's been like all dudes, and they've been found in the lake they've been picked yeah. up is, this, is, this, is this is this going on right now yeah yeah there hasn't been a body in a while i'm like i don't know seven or eight months but there for a while doing, there's a lot of people that think that um it's lining up with the same sort of mo in other cities and different times so they're thinking that there's this guy that's going around to all these different cities and doing the same shit so it's it's crazy man but there Dude, was well, who, i don't know Five, I don't know, I don't maybe seven yeah. bodies or something. Yeah, all pulled from that lake, right? Mm-hmm. Dude, yeah. that's fucking nuts. They're calling him the Rainy Street Ripper. The Rainy oh. Street Ripper. He probably. I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know why I think this, but I would. I would. I would think that whoever this person is fucking hates that name. The Rainy Street. <laughs> <laughs> Are you Damn kidding it. me? No. <laughs> Why can't oh, I man. be the why can't I be the Zodiac? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Rainy Street Ripper. Okay. <laughs> I think it's a pretty bad dude, name. You, I mean, do you, uh, you know the funny thing is, dude, is that Jason McMaster, if someone's gonna take it and write a song about it. 
Crow Bob better be playing some songs. About. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude. Speaking of, are you guys recording a record? Like it's written, uh, or are you guys in the process of creating and recording? Or where, 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 where are we at here? I mean, it's 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 pretty much written. I mean, okay. other than like loose loose ends, um, but it's all written. And I mean, we always say that, and then we write one or two more. But y- you know how it is. But yeah, yeah. I mean the heavy lifting is done like the the direction and the vibe and like we've we've already we've fully we've recorded three of the 10 songs so but yeah all the demo we've got a lot of demos uh to pick from which we always do but yeah um it's exciting yeah that's great man are you do you have a time period of when you're gonna finish tracking it i think after ship rock right brandon we're gonna try to get the uh the rest of the drums recorded. Yeah. yeah, we don't really actually have a timeline. That's the cool thing about, you know, being able to, to do it ourselves. Now we get to, you know, take our time with it. But at the same time, you know, it's like Chris said, it's all the heavy lifting is done. And we actually have too many songs. <laughs> we have too many songs. Yeah. We, we talked about it the other day. I was like, wait a minute, there's 15 songs here. That's too many. It's, we got to yeah. figure nope, out. No, nope. no, it's perfect because it's so you need something for the deluxe version, which you're gonna put out six months later. Come on, come on, now. come on, come on. Now. <laughs> hey, man. Nobody buys CDs anymore. It's vinyl, weird. baby. Vinyl, you stick but the seven inch in there. Yeah. Oh, I like year that. Year after year. Tapes? Are you doing cassette tapes? You think? Uh, I don't think they should. Yeah, that would be cool. so cheap to manufacture too. Are they really? Too. Yeah, I mean, oh, especially when you're getting them at like a, you know, a lot of folks won't go into the to the like the thousand plus cap range on their first because they're scared and then they, they blow out of it, blow out of them. Whether they're collector pieces or what or what whatever they want, why ever they're being sold and for whatever reason people own them, go with the larger quantity if you do make them because it becomes fucking so cheap to make. Look, I, I think we're overlooking something here, which the most crowbot thing right now could be to a track. Oh, there you uh, go. That's I'm another one. That. Yeah, dude. You can get one of those like you NPC get, cards and have the digital thing in there, but give them the eight track as the physical. You get it. Well, no, well, dude, eight track play. You can. They're starting to make those again, the portable ones where they carry the. the there's like a Panasonic put out the one looks like a detonator for a dynamite. <laughs> what? They're coming back, dude. I, I think they should put them stock in like Chevy Camaros. <laughs> the, re- <laughs> the new ones the yeah dude that the new ones man you can still have your xm but <laughs> instead of like the little the little piece there you can just say like you know sometimes they still have a cd player like you said it's kind of archaic it's not that it's archaic it's just a dumb media it's it's just nasty but an a track in there dude that would be awesome fuck Seriously, why not it sounds really good the, it's so warm because that tape is so thick it's delicious <laughs> yeah, I'm, I There's don't think I've app. ever seen or, or heard one. You know what I mean? Like, because that was seriously. that was phased out when I was a kid, right? Like, it, it was it was like, run, yeah, tapes, dude, run to the pawn shop and go get an a go get a uh, don't get a reel to reel, but go get an eight track player and just hook it up to your system, man. I mean, there's an input for it, dude. It, it sounds so good, and you get those things for like twenty for a dollar. <laughs> yeah. So there's a national eight track day, like record day, but it's uh, it's April 11th. Uh, this year, a- FYI, if you want to, p- you want to put a pin in your release day for a track day. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just looked it up. I'm like, wait, really? Yeah, it's a thing. Yeah, they're even fucking snubbing Gen Zers in this article that I'm that I just briefed uh, for two seconds. So, <laughs> dude, nostalgia sells. Nostalgia sells. Uh, speaking of nostalgia, so the the last piece of. Uh, music that you guys put out was the cover Janet Jackson's Black Cat. Why did you guys choose that song? Which, by the way, you crushed it. But what what was the the thinking there? What do you think? Who's a fan? You know, and and we're Jay. I think Jay Rustin brought it up. Like, why do you guys do a cover song? And we were like, well, it's either going to be En Vogue or Janet Jackson. <laughs> and he's like, well, it should be Janet Jackson all the way. So. En Vogue. The lyrics, yeah. It was like about <laughs> being an, an empowered black woman. And I'm yeah. like, that's not good taste for Brandon to, to yeah. sing. You know? Although that is one of my personalities, you know. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> right. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, Howie Webber Jackson, and Jackson, and it, and you know, it, surprisingly, she signed off on it. Like we didn't even think she was going to sign off on it because with a story that we told, legend has it, Lemmy tried to record Black Cat and she didn't sign off on it. So we're like, there's no way. Well, we're, you know, we're going to try Black Cat because that's the one that we would want to do, but. We we don't think that she's gonna really sign off on her. That's she, fucking dope. Yeah, yeah. Well, she's got yeah. a new tour coming up, man. She needs to promote it, so she's gonna do it in every avenue she can, right? Yeah. And you have, I mean, she's probably like, well, how can I attract new fans? Well, I have to go grab other bands' fans. Hey, well, I mean, Janet, why not, Miss Jackson? If you're listening. I'm honored to, to to hop up on on the stage and, and sing it with you, and I'm not gonna you know pull any kind of wardrobe malfunction on you. I, you know, scouts on, <laughs> scouts on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a, so, that was an awesome. Like, I think it was like that video and like Paula Abdul when I was a kid. I was always like sneaking and like trying to watch those videos because they were so sexy. <laughs> they were they, they were they still are i mean i, I still love them what's that uh, one like Paula girls girls the, girls oh, that was a great great was up, like man. soft soft cord porn yeah it's all <laughs> chuffed up fucking so young <laughs> oh my god so so young <laughs> um so black cat came out do, uh, while you were was it the idea while you were recording with rustin that you, you were going to make the create and then just put it out as a as a b-side or secondary release after well, the record cycle we we did it and uh because ron berman was he asked us forever to do a cover and we're like oh he's gonna be so happy he'll want to push it towards radio he's gonna be so pumped on it and then we did it and he didn't give a shit we're just like <laughs> what you know what the fuck man like this is a great cover you know and we we expected him to like maybe want to do it as a as a real like push to radio um, single, but it, it didn't, he, he really didn't, wasn't vibing it too much. So it ended up just being sort of like a deluxe edition sort of uh, thing that really didn't get like a radio treatment or anything, but uh, we, we put it out with, with some content and stuff, but yeah, I wish, I wish it would have been pushed a little harder on, on the radio side of things from, from mascot do you um, because yeah like all the old older ladies like my mom's age and shit like they love like they all love that song do they oh. hope that they hope that maybe you would have covered like something like Katy perry or god forbid taylor swift because you've got that audience that are built in for her and any swifty would have grabbed onto that cover and gone oh this is interesting it's not as cool as tay tay's but Right. Yeah. They would. I think they wanted us. They probably would have wanted us to do a, a little bit more popular um, song. Even though that song, I, we thought that song was fucking. It was huge. You know what I mean? Like I don't mm -hmm. know, the number one hit. huge song. Yeah, for back in the. But and I guess it's too old. I don't know. But you know what yeah. you could have done? You could have done Madonna's Vogue and had Brandon in, in the video doing all his different costumes during the whole video, kind of replicating what she did. Awesome. Still can. You still, still can. can. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'm, down. I'm down for that. Um, who, who was it? Hey. My, we, we recorded the first record. We we stayed in uh we were in an Airbnb and it ended up being Mike Scott, Michael Scott, not from the office, but the this the guitar player, Michael Scott. Did he play for Madonna? No, that's um that's what's his what, face. Uh Monty Pittman. Yeah. Yeah, Monty Pittman. 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 Yeah, yeah. No, uh, Michael Scott. So this guy played with uh, Justin Timberlake, Prince, and Justin Timberlake, and like it, all throughout his house, he just had like pictures of him playing with all these famous pic, uh, people, and then he had like this picture of him with a shirt off with a <laughs> giant snake wrapped around him. Oh, nice! Like a boa constrictor. Yeah, Wait, this is an so, Airbnb that you rented. It was his area. Yeah, just home? randomly when we recorded something supernatural in uh, Orange, East Orange, New Jersey, we ended up staying with him. And then I remember, like, staying with him or renting his home. No, renting was, his home. Yeah, it was so random. This was did, our. Did he like leave and you guys stay here in one of those yeah. situations where he's he, renting he his He Airbnb. was on tour. Yeah, oh, he okay. was on tour. <laughs> and his his wife 
like left and I guess stayed somewhere else and rented, they rented out their home. And I remember like she kept like emailing us about some cup. Remember that? Yeah. Did you take? She, we know you took the cup. We talked. We're about like, <laughs> what? No. We you, you broke it or something. I don't. I don't. But know. she was accusing you guys of like stealing a cup. <laughs> Dude, that's amazing. Yeah, a cup. It's got to be in the it's memoir. Just... <laughs> <laughs> it's a, the cover it's of it. It's just a picture of the cup in one of your homes. <laughs> I'll leave you later. <laughs> Look at it. Uh, hey, so you guys are. You guys are back with us on the cruise. Now it's, uh, it's awesome. Obviously I bring it back. And there's a lot of folks who have been sailing with us for a long time that are glad you're back, but we've got a lot of new people who've never seen and, or maybe not even heard you guys. So now you're playing almost kind of a 50% new audience, which is really, it's just a cool experience because as you know, the typical manner with these folks is they, once they hear you and they're into you, they're going to kind of stick with you. Yeah. So the new opportunity. Yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, we still go around the country and hang out with, with ship rock. It is yeah. a legit community that is tight knit and all of them, every single one of them that we've ever met, will take the shirt off of their back and give it to you. Uh, you know, they show up with meals, they show up, you know, with <laughs> God's sakes. Uh, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. Some of the, some of the kindest, coolest people that we've ever met and still to this day uh we consider friends and family some of them um it's just it's it's wild to know that you know some common thing that we've done led to so many years of of a relationship and now we get to come back and and gain some new fans and meet some new ship rockers like you said it's been a, it's been a, a while so we're very yeah. back and then, you know, Brandon, it kind of harkens back to what you said about you going into the music space because that's where you kind of find some peace and people commonality. And it kind of like there's no, you know, it's that's where everyone kind of goes to mellow out and find some joy in their life. So that is, those are exactly the same people that bring you that joy, right? For every detractor, there's 10 people out there who want to bring you some love and, you know, show you the appreciation. Yeah, you said tribe earlier, and that is exactly yeah. what it is. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's a creed, it's a tribe. It's, yeah. Uh, you know, just like-minded people who just want to shut the rest of the world off and have a good time and, and, you know. Awesome. Like we said, we're stoked to have you, man. Hey, uh, you guys yeah, want to play a little so. game with us? You want to play a little walk the plank with you guys? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. You know the premise of this, right? No. What's no. Plank? Walk the plank so. is Chad and I will ask each of you, uh, are, are di just a different kind of like a question that probably usually never even music related. It's just something about life and we can discuss it. So Chad, and then yes, sorry, then and the, then the, 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 and then the, the the new kick here is we're going to ask you a third question that was asked by last week's guest who didn't know who this week's guest is, and then you're going to pass on the savings to next week's because you oh. don't get to know who it is. Uh, you can ask a question, and then we uh, ask them. And if you choose to listen to the answer, you can hear it. Otherwise, I'll fucking tell you when I see you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my question is, if you don't mind, doesn't I'll go? I'll, I'll jump yep, in here. Yep. Nope. Uh, is w this is for both of you? Whoever wants to answer first, but I would love to get both of your answers. What is the best commercial that you have ever seen? When I say commercial, I mean a television commercial. Um, one of my favorite commercials. Yeah, I would say it's my favorite commercial. Is uh, from uh, it was when uh, KFC was doing the. Um, the no bones chicken. Right. <laughs> and it's just this dude. He, and he's like, he's looking down and he sees the empty bucket. And he goes, I ate all the bones. I ate all the bones. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, he started freaking out because he ate all the bones. Oh, Genius. that's yeah. That, that's <sighs> one of my favorites. That's good. How about you, buddy? I don't know. I, one doesn't come to mind, but I'll tell you what commercials I don't like. Yeah, sure, that works too. All, all of these pharmaceutical companies stealing all the good songs now <laughs> just totally changes, you know, my nostalgia and flips it on its head. And I can't sing it. And it's like, oh, 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 Zambic, you stole that song forever. I can't. Yeah, that does head. suck. It's, it sucks. They, they steal all the good songs. Hold on. In their defense, Pilot, the band who wrote that song, they're fucking so happy because it's the first time I've ever seen a check with zeros attached to it. Oh yeah, for sure. Oh, 
bravo, bravo to them for cleaning that sink and licensing, you know, publishing check. But <laughs> the key player who fought so fucking hard for that song is like, I fucking told you all these years later, it's gonna hit. The only one that's still alive, and he's like, I didn't even get the glory to show the rest of them that I was right. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, my question is this: What is your favorite word to say out loud? Oh, uh, so for the longest time, I'm talking like up until like a couple years ago, I could not say the word burglary, right? I, I mm-hmm. couldn't say it. I, it would it would always come out like burglary, burglary. I, I, I couldn't like my brain just didn't connect the dots. So now it's got to be that because I can fucking say I can finally say it. But burglary, he's overusing it. Like somebody takes your pop. Like, he read my pop. That's fucking sick. That is the word of the day. Burglary! Hey, Brandon, what's your favorite word to say out loud? Mine has been, especially when I walk around the house in my sweatsuit. And my wife probably hates me for this, but everything is la di da. You know, <laughs> I just love to say it. It makes me feel very good and happy. And yep. I, just, you know, I want to wear a backwards red New York Yankees cap. Dude, it's a whimsical. Right? It's, it's a whimsical word. It is. Yeah, it takes me to my special place. Yeah. Oh, that's fucking awesome! You said Fred Durst, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, I know the exact part of the song that you're, yeah, yeah, the songs. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's fucking great. All right, so the uh, the final question, and I'll tell you who asked it afterwards, uh, was is <clears throat> this is probably my favorite guest question. Uh, when was the last time you shit your pants, and what's the story behind that, bro? Wow. My daughter just asked me this. She's been on this for the last like two or three days, like asking me when the last time I shit my pants. I'm telling you, like this is crazy. Um, I don't remember the last time I did, but I I I tell her, I'm like, listen, daddy farts a lot. And I'm sure it was very recent that I had a wet fart. She said, You ever do it on stage? Do you ever fart on stage? And I was like, Oh yeah, a lot. I fart a lot on stage. Did you ever did you ever put your pants on stage? And I'm like, I think I did. I'm pretty yeah. sure I did. So that's probably the last time I shit myself. Um, but I will tell you one that I remember. And this is the one I told her. I was like, I don't remember the last time. But I remember when I was 12 years old, I was at the bus stop and I shit my pants. And you know that walk that you do when you shit your pants? Like you don't yeah. want any to run out the bottom. I, okay. I proceeded to do that all the way home. And... I remember thinking, wow, I'm 12 years old and I shit my pants at the bus stop. Like, this is, this is all right. This is life. And that was the moment I think I realized that I was lactose intolerant. <laughs> um, so, so mine, Brandon, do you remember, do you remember when I shit, shit my pants in, in the van? Was this the time when you told me to check out your butthole and I was, <laughs> is this a different oh, story? That's a different story. I'll tell you that one real quick. So there is a for the longest time, uh, Anthony would always have these butthole stickers, and he would like put them on every O sticker in every club, you know. And I was like, well, we should just take. I'm, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to have them be my butthole. I'm not going to put a stock butthole in there. So I wanted to get. I had to like get someone to take a picture for me. Right. And we were playing like flip cup and I was like, all right, loser has to take a picture of my butthole. And Brandon was the loser. And then he did it and I spread him and everything. And then he showed me the picture and I was like, oh, God, I was disgusted. I, I couldn't believe how horrible my butthole looked. I was like, Jesus Christ. So I would like. I would just like send it to the group text like randomly and everyone would just be like, oh, God. <laughs> Fuck, dude. Uh, but yeah, it's it was hilarious. Oh, dude, and you're then, never going to clean enough. And, and I remember one time I, I tried to like, we were in Canada and I tried to um, be funny and like the guys were loading in and like I was, I got in front of the van and acted like I dropped something and I bent over and pulled my ass out, you know? But like, 
I, when I got up, I just remember seeing everyone through the windshield with a horrible look of disgust, like, oh, <laughs> and uh, Tim, uh, who used to play bass with us, he's like, he's like, dude, I saw into your soul. <laughs> he's like, he's like, I, he's like, did you know that you have a brown butthole? And I was like, oh, I do now. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, uh, but that, that's. And it's not a nice, fresh pink one, right? It's all brown, just no, from usage. Just from that's, usage. That's my butthole stories. But no, I remember we were at a truck stop, and I remember I, sh- you remember I shit myself, and then I had to like hobble to the bathroom, and I just remember you guys watching me like the walk of shame. You remember that? <laughs> you know what's crazy? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the part. I don't remember. This was like last year. I mean, no, it wasn't dude, it's that. not even fucking 36, 365 days have passed. <laughs> yeah. I, I, uh, yeah, I don't remember why I did it. I mean, just, you know, a normal day of tour diet. I think uh, there was a string of days. If I'm, if I'm not mistaken, there was a string of days there where you were just not, you're yeah, not my, in a good place. Bowel. I was hurting. Yeah. Yep. Um, Fucking yeah, worst. I mean it's it's ha- you know you know the, the sharts happen for sure yeah. on yeah. I haven't fully shit my pants my pants I don't think ever uh, like a full fucking underwear's worth like if you like, how insane would that be if a real turd was in your pants like a man fucking yeah man. you just like yeah shake it out the bottom I mean I, <laughs> yeah I don't know why he wanted to ask this question I can't who, remember who, who was it dude. It was, so it was Jack of Dead Poet Society, which was like sort of left field too. And, it, you know, while we were, I was like, oh, yes, this is the best question. And, you know, we, I didn't even know, we didn't even have you confirmed at this point in time. So I had no idea. But then once uh, I read, opened up my notes and read it, I was like, this is going to be the best answer. <laughs> um, <laughs> so now I, so now it's your turn. Um, we have, uh, a, a guest next week. I won't tell you who it is, uh, but you can ask them a question. I can give you a hint. Um, I think we should, they're from I think Tennessee. We ask, they're from Tennessee. Yeah, just. I, I think we should that. go with. Do you think you have a dark butthole, or a, what would the 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 opposite? Or do you do you just ask them if they have a dark butthole or a light butthole? Okay. Okay. Dark. Yep. And, and like if hole. if it's gonna get you in trouble, like no, know, then maybe we'll okay. All right. No. What do you do? That's, you have it just in case. In case, like, in case the yeah, I don't know. You know, I think I'm going to ask it no matter what. But like, if it's a young female, like maybe <laughs> don't ask it. You know what I mean? I'll go with something else. <laughs> if it's a young vibe, is weird. Yeah, just maybe don't ask that one. Um, I, if I don't know, I think I would really like to see someone's reaction to that question. You know? Yeah, let's do it. I'm doing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Doing it. It's the, I'm I'm just the messenger. I'm just right. the word. Slam guy. <laughs> well, just, you can precursor and say, "Look, you don't have to answer this, but you have to hear the question." Yeah, yeah, Fully. yeah. And I'm gonna say it real slow. <laughs> <laughs> and you have to say, "Look, you have to understand these guys are old, and they do the kind of questions they." <laughs> yes, I'll even give it afterwards. Like, it makes you feel any better. Uh, the vocalist of the band didn't remember when the guitar player in less than a year ago shit his pants in the van and then waddled to the truck stop. So, <laughs> Well, awesome, guys. Listen, we've had you for an hour of your time. We can't appreciate it anymore, and uh, we look forward to it. This is going to come out Monday, so we're stoked about that. Um, and, dude, we'll see you guys in a couple of weeks, man. It's going to be a lot of fun. Good to have you back. Oh. Uh, it's going to yeah. be good to be stoked. back. Looking forward yep. to it. Yep. Can't wait yep. to see you guys. You guys have a great rest of your month. We'll uh, we'll see you soon. All right, dudes. Likewise. Bye, everybody. Take care, guys. See you later. See ya.
welcome to us talking about our podcast for a minute. What's the name of that podcast? That's Axe to Grind. Uh, and right now you're going to be getting a little little taste of it, right down to the shaking microphone and all. <laughs> and my name's Bob. And my name's Patrick. And usually we're joined by Tom. Tom's the best. Tom has a real grown-up job that requires him to be at work. But we talk about decidedly not-so-grown-up things like... Hardcore music and things that people that like hardcore music tend to like. So that could be the latest shows, uh, revisiting classic material, talking about the new classics, um, all the little dorm room nonsense that you imagine from a niche music podcast that, that you either love, want to love, or hate. Yeah, imagine all the emotions that you have towards a genre that, that uh, has impacted your life. Uh, and then condense them down to an hour to two hours a week. So triangulate your speakers. Think about jumping off the bed, singing along, dancing like an idiot, and listen to Axe Grind Podcast. <laughs>